choir. Thanks, Jackie, too, huh? Praise God. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles with me, turn to James chapter 4 and uh, stay there for a second and then go to um, 1 Chronicles chapter 7, if you can do that. The Bible's in the pews. If you don't have one, I would hope one day you'd bring your own Bible that you read at home. James chapter 4, verse 7 goes like this. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hearts, you sinners. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Praise God. This is the word of God for all of his people. Praise God. Indeed, praise be to God. Turn with me to first, or Second Chronicles 2, chapter 7, verse 14. If you know God's word, you know that's a very famous scripture that we're going to get to here in a minute. But I just wanted to share with you today, with everything that's going on, not only with um, all of our prayer, you know, we have a list of prayer people. If you don't have anybody to pray for, call me. I'll give you some off of our list. We have a, a terrible list of people who need healing in their lives, need, um, need, need God's present, presence with them, need that touch of the Holy Spirit. And then everything that we're going through, um, all the changes that have happened in the, in the past year is just unbelievable, isn't it? It's just uh, mind-boggling. It's crazy. It's insane. And I think when James wrote that text we just read in chapter 4, it was much like we have today. It was a lot of unrest, people being needing re- restoration in their life, needing healing. And, and the trouble um, that caused all that was the simple fact that, that um, the people had gone away from God. And they had, if you listen to the text, if you read before chapter 7, you'll read that they had jumped in and become friends with the things of this world that drew them away from God. When we put things of this world in place, instead of focusing in on God, there's a great big wall that's built up that can't be torn down by just us anymore because Satan takes that and puts it in place and makes sure that it's um, solid and it takes a, a, literally a miracle to get rid of it. But I want to tell you this morning that it can happen. The walls that we've put up can be torn down. The walls that have been put up because of not even our, our doing, but the outward forces in our world, in, in the church today, for example. I think you know that's what I'm talking about, I hope. <laughs> um, it's just difficult for us and the solution I want to share with you the, this morning, why it can happen, we can find peace in our lives no matter what's going on around us. The solution is, is, is extremely, it's so simple, it's scary. And I think the reason that it's scary is because it's so simple. We're looking for, uh, you know, uh, a pie thing that says, okay, this is what you do. 
and everything works out, and, and it's really hard to do it. But what I want to share with you this morning is the way that we come out of these struggles that we're in is simply, if you listen to, to James and First Chronicles, is we need to submit ourselves to God much more than we do. Much more than we do. I, I, I've been visiting around with folks here trying to get into people. I've got to go see Mary Lou. I haven't been up to see her yet. And I've got I to go see uh, 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 too many people. <laughs> and there's just not enough time, is there? You know? But every time I go see somebody, all they are is frustrated, angry, wanting restored, wanting to be put back in, in a right relationship with God and, and, um, and they're concerned about our church and about everything that's going on. And, uh, and, um, and, and, and a lot of people are like me and like all of us, angry that we're putting, put in this situation, that we don't have a choice for it, that we have to do what we think is right. And, and by the way, while I'm saying that to you, um, I want you to know that I, I, um, I affirm what you guys have done. You, I think you are in the will of God. Amen? You all with me? I really do believe that. And uh, we'll, we'll only know that five years down the road. But we'll keep fighting, won't it? I want you to know that healing and restoration in our lives, personal lives and in our families' lives, can happen. And the simple way of doing it is submitting to God. And we often say, okay, tell me what that means. Well, if you listen to these two scriptures, as I'm going to share with you this morning, the answer is... The thing we have a hard time with is prayer. Prayer, isn't it? Remember a, a, a couple of weeks ago I told you about Frank who couldn't, couldn't do anything but watch the 11 o'clock news. Nothing come in his place. And then I told you how he had that miracle happen in his life and he started praying for all those people. I forgot to tell you this. This is where the peace comes in his life. When I left, when I left him... He started, he was praying at 10 o'clock and was making it somewhere around till quarter to 12. He missed the news. That all went by the wayside because he found out how important it was to be in that prayer time. I'm telling you, friends, the good news for you and I to understand that we can have that peace that God wants us to have, it can happen. But there's things we must do. Now, let me, the reason I read James chapter 4 is because I think James knew, as any Hebrew boy would know, this Second Chronicles chapter 1, or chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, you know it, don't you? If my people who are called by my, by my name will humble themselves, if they will pray and seek me and stop their evil ways, I will hear them from heaven. I will hear them. I will forgive them their sin, and I will heal their land. We need healing in this land right here, friends. I'm not talking about the government. I'm not talking about the nation, United States. I'm talking about this body of believers right here. We need restoration. We need revival. We need healing. Not only for the emotional things that we're going through, but the physical things and the spiritual things. Now let me share with you the four conditions that um, I think is important for us. They're so simple. I was reading this and, uh, last night as I was finishing it up at, at quarter to 12, and I thought to myself, my goodness, this is too simple. 
But I think that's what God does. I think he takes the complicated things and makes it simple and says, don't do this. You know, the simple thing is just to change your mind. But it's so hard, isn't it? It's so hard to do these things that I'm going to mention to you this morning. I, I, matter of fact, it's literally impossible to do without knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Okay? Listen to the scripture again. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, if, there's two ifs, if they will pray, if they will pray and seek me and stop their evil ways, then I will hear, I will hear them. I will hear them right where I'm at, and I will forgive their sins, and more importantly, I, along with that, is heal their land. All right, you ready? There's four things, not three today, but four things I gather out of this scripture. One of them, the first thing that's so powerful is, if my people who are called by my name will, anybody know it? Humble themselves. So the first thing we need to do, <laughs> we need to admit we're not in control. In all the situations that we're in, everything that's going on in our lives these past few months, this past year, even, oh, even these past four years, there's been nothing but change. Nothing but change. Terrible change in our lives. And, and we're not in control of it. I'm sorry. And, and um, the thing that if we hear this very plainly, he says, all you got to do is be humble. And God tells us so many places in, in his word. Psalms is filled with it. He doesn't like the arrogant. He doesn't hear what they have to say. He likes the humble, those who know they're not in control. Oh my, humility is one of those things we get stuck on. And so I thought about it like this. Humility is nothing more than confessing our sin to God. Saying we can't do, undo what we've done. We need somebody to help us. Humility is forgiving others quickly. Well, hang on, I'm getting Anne Ethel. <laughs> Forgiving others quickly. Humility is refusing to get even when you know somebody's done you wrong, right, or indifferent. Humility is, is what uh, Jesus came to do. He, came to, he said, I came to serve, not to be served. And I think humility, my friends, and the, and the thing that drives us crazy up the wall that's impossible to do, is humility is when we pray, for Ann Ethel. You know who Ann Ethel is? She's the person you don't like. She agitates you in everything that she does. Ann Ethel lives beside of you and she has a Doberman Pinscher for a dog. And he has learned to, every time you walk out, to bite you. Ann Ethel is the one that every time you get around, you hope, oh golly, Neds, I hope she doesn't touch me. And Ethel is that person that you just, you just don't go around because you don't want to hear anything that they have to say. And Ethel is the person that, that um, God died for, but we don't care. Did you all get that? That's what humility is. Humility is saying, okay, forget all that stuff. I, I am going to love Anne Ethel in the midst of everything. Do I agree with her do I, or him or whoever it is? You know, No, that's not what we said. It's what not God wants us to do. What does he want us to do? To love our neighbors as we love ourselves. The way that he loved us. Oh my. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to put that in there. <laughs> All that's hard, isn't it? Extremely hard. Impossible to do. I want you to know to be that humble. Um, but God promises us if we do, if we do that, then guess what happens? Here's some scripture for you. Psalm 25, 9. He guides us. 
If we are humble, he'll guide us. Isaiah 66, 2. Not only will he guide us, but he'll bless us. And then in James chapter 4, 16, he says to us, he will empower us to make the changes in our lives that we can't make. If we just would humble ourselves, he will, in Matthew chapter 11, he says to us, he will reduce the stress in your life. I don't know about you, but I don't have any stress. I better move. That lightning's coming right there. We have, we have stress in our lives and don't know how to get rid of it. And I think humbling ourselves and saying, I'm not in control, is the beginning of a true healing in our lives and restoration in our, with our world. Okay, so we, tend, we need to admit we're not in control. And then listen to this one. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and pray, did you hear that? That's the second thing we need to do. Simply is ask God for help. Ask him to change things in our lives. I hate, I'm going to say this. I, 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 I mauled over it all night last night. 3.26 this morning, I'm thinking about this statement. There's a couple more too. <laughs> God is ready and willing much more to help us than we are to ask him to help us. Did you get that? You see, we're waiting on God. We're wrong. We're waiting on God to move. But we haven't asked him. You have not because you ask not. We haven't asked him really in our hearts. We haven't, if my people, <laughs> you know, we haven't, we haven't paused long enough because Here's the statement I want to make to you just boldly. We're waiting on God, and I want to tell you, he's waiting on us. I think that's the key. We're blaming the wrong person. We're blaming God when we should be blaming ourselves. We should ask God in confidence, without any doubt whatsoever, um, John 16 tells us. We should ask God in, in Jesus' name, I went to a worship service one time, and the whole service was about the, this pastor that was there. And I, every, I was evaluating um, his ministry, and, and uh, every part of the bulletin I wrote down, where's Jesus at in this? I even asked him, I said, I heard that you're going to take care of somebody's house because nobody else is doing it. And they said, no, I, I can't do that. I said, I know you can, but you said you would. Because she didn't ask it in Jesus' name. So she's going to take care of it. He's going to take care of it, not a she. He was going to take care of it. Hmm. We need to ask God in, in, in no uncertain ways to do this and to name it in his, when, just as uh, Stacy just prayed, prayed we, we claim this prayer in Jesus' name. It's not me ever going to do anything for you. I can't do enough for my, anything for myself, let alone you. If we're going to pray, we need to get some people with us. I don't understand 10 o'clock. I, I want you to know that's over three years now we've been doing 10 o'clock. I don't understand it. I don't understand what God is doing, but I know this much, that we need to be together. Those, you know, every day over 100 people watch that stupid thing. Uh, I just, I don't, do you guys understand that? <laughs> I don't, un but it's, God is using it to touch people's lives, isn't he? 
And we need, that, we need to know that somebody's praying for us. I'm praying for my, my friend in uh, Oregon, my daughter, my sister's um, friend, his mother died last night, and they're on their way to Alaska to, to get there to be with her and uh, with his family. And, um, and, and I, I have no idea why, but she called me and said, we need your prayers. We need people praying for us. You know, we don't need 100. We don't need 50. They're good. We don't need 18. They usually come on 10 o'clock, 18, somewhere around there. We don't need all them, but it's, it's just more power. We just need, you know, I want to share with you, just get a friend that you know you can go and pray with them. And just, you know, you'll get to a point where it's just powerful. And you'll see God do things like we've seen these past three years. And I think we give up on praying too quickly. If my people will humble themselves and pray. He doesn't say pray only until you get tired. He says pray constantly without ceasing. Thessalonians chapter 5, 16, huh? Hmm. Okay, so we need to admit we're not in control. We need to ask God for help, and we need to seek God. This goes on with the one we just talked about, and I, I mauled over saying this to you, too. We need to seek God in that sense. If you listen to it, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and then the third thing is seek my face. I think for us today, we're looking for that flash in the, fire, in the fry, frying pan. We're looking for that miracle that will help everything. And then, then we bypass it. It's just sort of like giving up for Easter, everything. We give up for Easter. We can't wait till, till Easter Sunday's here so we can eat again. Whatever it was, we decided not to give up. My brother decided one time to give up beer. And then he got drunk the day after, you know? No. I'm just teasing. He didn't get real drunk. Yeah. It's fun, isn't it? I'm telling you. We want the miracle. It's okay. The miracle's fine. And we, we need those miracles to encourage us. But if all we get is the miracle and that's it, we've missed the point. We need, if you hear this, we need to seek the greatest desire I have in my life, the, the thing that I seek most, is to grow in my relationship with Christ and with you every day of my life. Amen? That's a journey, my friend, that's impossible to do without him. Um, when I say that to you, I'm going to talk about Floyd here a little bit. But when I say that to you, it's not like you sit down and watch TV and watch uh, three episodes of, um, of NCIS or something like that, and then you go spend five minutes in prayer. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, does it? That's, not what, that's unfortunately the way we do things. And God wants us to put him as, in, in first place. It's rare, I imagine, today to find people who are truly seeking God with their whole heart, mind, and soul. But I want to tell you, if you get to that point, just for a moment, you'll see what God can do. He'll do, he'll do just about anything you ask if you're seeking his face, seeking to be in his presence. Let me give you the last thing. We need to admit we're not in control. We need to ask God for help. We need to seek God. Not that miracle so much, but seek God's presence with us every day. And then we need to turn our, our attention from the world to the word. Turn for, if my people who are called by my name will turn from their wicked ways, God says, I will hear them finally. 
My goodness. It's that whole word repentance, you know? It's, it's, it's hard for us to understand it. All we hear is, remember is those people running around with the signs the world's going to end and you better turn or you're going to burn, you know, all, all that kind of thing. And repentance sounds so terrible. But literally, uh, um, the Greek word metanonia doesn't say that at all. What it says, it literally, is just change your mind. Change your mind and quit doing the things you've been doing that are not good. Change your mind and say, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, it's repenting, yeah, um, because we're thinking about sin differently. Not only are we thinking about sin differently, we're thinking about God differently. He's not this great big ogre out there telling us, you're going to go to Pittsburgh if you don't straighten up. You know what I mean about Pittsburgh, right? And then it's also when we talk about uh, repenting, metanonia, the right way, it's while we start thinking differently about ourselves. Not only about our sin, but not only about God, but how we think about our sins and ourselves and everything that's there. I think what we're confused with is we think that repentance is turning away from something that's bad. It's not that, my friends. It is that. It is that. We're turning away from something bad. But the focus that should be is we're turning away to something good. Amen? You get that? Something good. It happened. It happened in my life. And I had that miracle thing. And I had the, the if statement answered 52 years ago. And, and praise God. I'm glad I am who I am now instead of who I, well, I wouldn't be around now. Um, to, not, to find restoration, healing in our lives, it can happen if we stop focusing on the things of this world and the answers that they have. Amen? Hmm. Amen? Okay. I knew we were there. We're in a time of struggle, aren't we? I can't believe how time is going quickly so, so, so fast. Even like with, with you, Jen, like you guys with graduation, Gary, with graduation, it's just hard to believe that it's, it's here. Mary, I, I can't believe that that young man is going to graduate. It's just, uh, and all the folks that have graduated, you know, uh, with Kim and, and uh, Matt and their kids graduating, um, Shannon's a young man graduating, golly nuns, Gavin. It's, it's just, all this is happening so fast. And, and, and Phyllis looks at me every, every morning on Sunday. She says, are, are you preaching today? And I said, yeah, where at? <laughs> well, I'm going back, well, let's go over to, to LaGrange. Okay, okay, let's go. <laughs> and see your friends and be there. But it's going so quickly that it's just, if we don't pause, if we don't stop and say, okay, God, I want to be one of those if my people. Because if we don't, the frustration will continue. Uh, the restoration will never happen. And the healing that we really want to have that takes the stress out of our lives, it's impossible. I need you to hear that today. It can happen. It can happen for us because we are seeking um, to be willing to be one of the if people. Amen? If we're seeking to be one of the if people in our lives and humble ourselves and ask God for help and, and seek his face and quit doing all the stupid things I do. 
I hear Paul screaming out, I don't want to do this, but I keep doing it, you know, and I don't do the things I want to do, but I'm going to keep trying. And that's the way I'm going to do every day, try to get a little bit closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and in turn get closer to you. Amen? Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for your word that, that probably does more than we want it to do to guide us, direct us, and to lead us in the path that we should go. But we hear your word very, very loudly today say to us, say to us, you can take care of those issues in our lives. You can bring that restoration we need with Aunt Ethel, with um, our church, with whatever it is. Whatever it is, Lord, our neighbor, our friends, ourselves, that you can bring that healing physically and spiritually and emotionally. And we claim that healing again of all of our family and friends that are hurting today in Jesus' holy name. Claim those healings, Lord. And we pray that you would help us be the one it, it says, that says it can happen. It can happen. Not because of what we, we do, because of what you have done, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your grace in our lives. We just pray this in your holy name today and ask for your blessing today and help us to be people that say it did happen. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Well, let's stand and sing our last